What does it take to get beyond the damage of words? I'm Katrina Collier. Join me each week as I explore what it takes to step into a happier future. My guests are sharing their stories of when they realized that they needed help and what it took to take that first step so that you leave inspired and maybe even start on your own path to self-love, care, compassion, and of course, happiness. So without further ado, let's hear their stories. Jeff Way, welcome to Beyond the Damage of Words podcast. It's so exciting to see your face. We think it's been four years. I think so. At least. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. So I'm going to launch right in because there's no preamble on this podcast. It's just get on with it. So what led you into healing? Obviously, you're a coach now, which I know means you've worked on yourself. What made you start? What what led you there? First step. For for me, it was that realisation that actually there was stuff that I hadn't I hadn't healed. Um, I'd done some work on myself. Uh, I thought I thought yeah. I'd done enough, but the reality was I, I I hadn't. I'd only really scraped the surface, and I I knew there was more work to be done. And and actually, I I felt there was quite a bit of anger within me that I hadn't I hadn't let out. I hadn't expressed, and. That was in the Pandora's it box. Was, it was, it, it, but it was deep down, and 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 that was that yeah. was the reality for me. I, I I knew for a while that I was keeping a lid on it, but it wasn't it wasn't yeah. helpful. It wasn't healthy, and actually, because I couldn't express it and let it out, I would I would withdraw and go inwards and go quiet. <sighs> That's such a boy thing to do, isn't it? In it's like a like a tortoise pulling its a- head in. A- absolutely, <laughs> because we we've, we've not been taught in most cases how to express it. You know, outside of you know sport or, or, or those type of avenues where where there's some kind of you know strength or, or physicality involved, where it's okay to express anger or, or indeed rage. Outside of that, it's it's never really encouraged or discussed, and that for me was 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 what was bubbling up because I felt I felt I needed to go somewhere that would would allow me to do that, but I didn't know where to go. Like a gym with a punching bag? No, that's but that, only but that, but that, solution. And, and that's it. it. I, I I run a lot, as you know, and and yeah. and that was my outlet in terms of you know, moving some energy and, and moving certain emotions. But you can't run and scream and shout at the same time because people will start to look at you as if you're some type of madman. <laughs> so um, the gym has never really done it for me. I've, I've, I've never really enjoyed yeah. that that kind of indoor, sweaty environment with, with other people. Um, but again, that's... But it's only a plaster, it's isn't it? It's not really fixing the problem. No, all you're doing is you're, you're kind of overlaying that with with strength um rather than actually getting to the root so i knew it was tough well in fact it's it's one of the um over exercising is actually one of the symptoms of detaching from trauma i i discovered that while i was writing the book because you're you're you're, it's almost an addiction like an exercise addiction rather than fixing the source it's where a lot of men go first yeah. Because you're with other yeah, men, then. so that. it's kind of reaffirming that this is an okay place to express and to do those types of things, when, when actually, yeah. largely, it, it, 
you're not able to to release no. that own trauma. So what, where did you find the, the greatest healing that you've done? Like the thing that really got to that, the cause of that anger and allowed you to release it. Was there one thing? Was there anything to do with those crazy ice baths I see you having where I'm just like, yeah, no. So the, the, I know people love them, but I'm just not there. The, the, the crazy ice baths is, is a byproduct, really, um, and a practice which, yeah. which I've continued. But, but, but the place for me that, that allowed me to, to really go into my emotions and express them was, was a retreat. Um, I went on a five-day retreat mm-hmm. with a wonderful organization called Men Without Masks. And I had some awareness of them leading up to even before the pandemic. I, I knew they did retreats, mm-hmm. but I looked at them and it scared the life out of me because I thought, oh, my goodness, I'm, 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 I'm going to have to open up here. Um, and I wasn't ready. Oh, and I spent yes. years putting those it, masks it, on and masks and masks and it, masks. Exactly. And, and, and that's what resonated yeah. with me. I could see just from the website that actually I'd been wearing a lot of masks, but I wasn't ready at mm. that point in 2019 when I first came across them. Um, and it was only in 2022 mm-hmm. that I actually found the courage. In fact, no, it was 21 that I found the courage to inquire. Yeah. Um, I couldn't do the September retreat, but I was free in November, December. Oh, dynamic. Well, it, it is if you like the cold. Divine timing, I should say. Divine timing. Exactly. I, yeah. I was free so, and I could go. Which is good. Can we go back to that fear for a yeah. moment? Because this is, this is my thing. So much motivation behind this book is... You know, one, it's it's medical professionals talking you out of help or it's it's fear talking you out of seeking help. Look, what what made you do it? What made you just get to that point where actually the pain was greater than the fear and you could pick up that phone or I'm sure you didn't pick up a phone. One doesn't do that in 2021. <laughs> I nearly... What made you fill the form out and hit enter? I nearly didn't go, is, is, is the honest truth. Oh, um, yeah. And this 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 might sound a little bit strange, but I was ready to go. I wanted to go. Yeah. I was curious enough to inquire. But then I only asked one question of the of the founder, Craig White. I asked him if I'd be able to speak to my wife and my daughter each day whilst I was on retreat. Because certainly in the case of um my youngest, Jess. Um, there's never been a day in her life that I haven't spoken to her. And when he came back and said no, Ooh. I immediately said to my wife, Emma, I'm not going. And she was like, what do you mean you're not going? I said, well, I can't speak to you each day. I'm not going. And it sounds a bit strange, but but actually I think going back to your point and your question, there was this real fear, okay, that that actually I just needed a reason not to go. And when the dates were available, it was like, oh, I'm going to have to go. Damn yeah. it, the dates were available. Exactly. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping they weren't available, but they were. And yeah. then when that came back, it was like, no. And I did. I, I, my reaction was, I'm not going. Yeah. And she was like, don't be daft. You know, this is important to you. you you've expressed that you want to do some work on yourself. And, you know, you've got some stuff that you want to work through. You need to go. And I was like, no. No, no, no. And I proper kind of throwing my toys out of the pram. And for 
for 48 hours, that was the space I was in. Yeah. Until yeah. I... So you're, you're, to me, it sounds like your inner child was feeling quite scared yes. and out came the yeah. inner team with the, I'm yeah. not going, I'm throwing my toys, I'm slamming doors. And <laughs> yeah. what came through in that 48 hours was, was this real guilt within me. It wasn't just the fear. Oh. It was the real yeah. guilt of, and it went back to my childhood, which in, in a lot of yeah. cases it, it will do for, for most people. It was this guilt of, how could I go and do something just for me? How could I put myself first? Um, and my conversations that followed that with Emma were around, will you be okay? Will you really be okay if I'm away for five days? What, what will you do if this happens? Or da 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 And it was like I was playing out all the scenarios <laughs> because really my guilt was coming up and it was. I could feel my whole... I'm not worthy. Yeah, but... I'm not worthy. How could I go yeah. and do this? for me and leave important people in my life behind that I can't help or be there for, for those five days. But actually, I would think by going and releasing that anger and the guilt and the shame, I'm feeling loads in my throat chakra. So there's lots in that Mm. like upper, I have to focus on me. I have to talk about me, but releasing all of that makes you a better father, surely. 100%. And a better husband. 100%. And a better coach. 100%. A better human. Yeah. In, in all in all facets and all areas of my life, I, I am not the version of Jeff Way that went on that retreat in November, December 21. So what was it about it specifically that just, what was the one of all of it without giving too much away? Because I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want you to delve into the private, but what was it? What, what gave you that space? that safety to go I can now let go of this I can address it I I arrived with one objective and that was to embrace and be open to whatever was put in front of us I deliberately didn't ask any questions about the five days um I didn't want to know I just I just felt this deep sense of trust and safety Mm -hmm even before I arrived. And, and the moment I arrived, it's a wonderful venue um, near Skipton called Broughton Hall. Um, absolutely stunning place to be. I felt safe. I, of course, I was nervous. I was on edge. So were the other 20 men. Um, you know, it, awkward. It was clunky. It, it, it really was. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I went with that intention and that objective to, to be open and to embrace it. And I quickly felt safe enough to be able to open up and express things that I'd I'd never expressed, things I'd never shared, you know, from from my childhood, from my boarding school experience, you know, the relationship with with, with my mum, the relationship with my grandparents. I'd never expressed any of this, but I could express all of that and more in that safe space during those five days. And I felt this huge sense of not only relief, but release, but also lightness during those five days. Yes. I felt like I'd unburdened it. And and I let let out all the emotions and all the suppressed and, and stored emotions. You know, there was anger in there. There was frustration. There was guilt. There was sadness, there was shame, 
things that you you don't get into conversation with people every day about because it's like whoa, no. whoa. you know we 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 go through this this life transacting and ask asking people and how are you yeah i'm good thanks and you yeah no i'm dealing with some unresolved right. trauma oh well i've got emails to go and do it just it doesn't exactly yeah. <laughs> but, but it, it i know hold yeah, that thought <laughs> i've got time yeah. but can you book it in for 10 to 5 we'll discuss this later on it's like it doesn't happen and yeah. for me i was able to express all of this and and get it out mm. with without judgment and also yes. feel within that group. Every group is, is very different, but every group is very special. And, and and what blew me away was the facilitators were also part of this experience. They weren't a traditional facilitator on the side saying, right, man, this is what we're going to go through now. They were in it. And I've not experienced anything like that yeah. in 20 years of working in leadership development. I've always been the one at the front given instruction Friends, or yes. guiding and then coaching and asking questions. Yeah. These guys were in it. They were sharing their... So they were being open yes. and yes. raw and giving you that safe space. I want to just say something that you mentioned a second ago before I go and I've got another question for you, but that it was funny when when I started the work and, and some of what you're talking about, like with the releasing the shame, the anger, a lot of it wasn't even mine no. as well, which was, you know, I because I'm an empath, so I'd absorbed it from my parents. But the... That feeling of there'll be a huge empty space if I let go of that. Yeah, there is. It fills up with the most amazing light. Like you just said it, you feel lighter. Yeah. You're not carrying this heavy, I for some reason want to say turd, <laughs> around inside. It, and and then suddenly it's just you fill it with love and light. And it's, it's weird because there's almost this, I can't let this go. It's the only thing I know. It's very strange. Um, how did people react around you? So while you're there and you're finally saying all of this stuff you've never said to anybody, how did they react? With love. Right? And, and, that, and, and, <laughs> and that really blew me away. With, with yeah. What did you expect? I, or what did you fear? I, I, feared, I feared judgment. I feared that I would, I would be the odd one out. I fear I feared that I would I would look like the only one that's experienced this. And actually what I realized, and, and this was similar to it for a lot of men on that particular retreat, was when you started to listen to other men, you you then started to think, oh bloody hell, they've experienced a lot worse than me, but but they haven't necessarily experienced a lot worse than you they they've had their own experiences and they've been carrying their own trauma but we quickly because of how our brain and how we've been programmed is we start to compare and it was like oh Whoa. i know it's so annoying it, don't do it that. is because then we we start to kind of almost devalue and that's where i was in the first day but then the second day it was like no it's there's, there's no level here. There's no kind of scale of, oh, no. that person's had more trauma than me. It was like, no, yeah. we, we, we all arrived for a reason. And everybody was able to open up and express in their way, mm. in their time. And, and, and it was beautiful. To, to be held in that space by 
20 men that I did not know beforehand and to feel love and care and, and, and no judgment, lots of acceptance, to be seen and to feel mm-hmm. that self-worth, wow, that, that, that just that blew me away completely. Yeah. I think it's so important the point you make there about comparison because when I talk to people about, you know, it was narcissistic abuse, it was emotional and physical abuse that I received from my mother. And and then people will make, oh, well, you know, my trauma wasn't as bad as your trauma. It's not about no. that. It's about what are you holding inside that you need to let go so you can be the best version of you for you. Yes. <laughs> like for yourself. So you can just feel happiness and joy and light. light. You said that before. I, I wouldn't even have referred to my experiences as trauma before I arrived in that space. Because I was like, I lost my dad. I went to boarding school. Mm. I got on with it. I wasn't poor. I wasn't rich. I've done okay. Mm. I didn't see it as trauma. Mm. But up, leading up to that point, I'd, I'd read and listened to a lot of Gabor Mate and, and his work. And, it, and it, it actually made me realize that as a seven-year-old boy losing a father and then going to boarding school for the next 10 years and therefore having a disconnected relationship with, with my mother, that's traumatic. It might not be... Well, you're abandoned it, twice. And and that's how I felt. But I could, I could yeah. never express that until yeah. I arrived in that space. And that was the realisation for me quite early on as I was abandoned. But I'd never, I'd yeah. never seen it that way, and nobody's ever no. referred to it that way, or nobody had ever spoken to me about it mm-hmm. in that way, or checked in that I was okay. Yeah. It life just happened, yeah. like it does for most of us. Yeah, I mean, you can be. I mean, my father abandoned me, and he was present. Yeah, it, it's like you can, and I think it's one of the biggest ones that, and people again don't necessarily realize or talk about it because we're children. And it, it's not like your dad meant to die. No. And it's not like probably your mum could only cope by sending you to boarding school. It's just how it was and what happened. But we we had the capacity to fix yeah. it. We had the capacity to do something about it and realise something is wrong. So why all men? And actually, I've noticed it's the women that tend to go and seek help. We, we're a chatty lot, aren't we? We love to go and speak it out. And what, What's stopping men in your experience? I think... What I've noticed with, with men is, and, and to a degree women, but I think you are much better at this, and you have you have led the way. Well, God, we you, but you've led the way. Um, you know, yeah. we, we may have perceived it as, you know, lovely, fluffy yoga retreats and in exotic places and, and, and all that, which, which, which is a complete fallacy. It's not like that at all. But you've led the way in terms of being able to, to feel in and, and recognize your emotions. Yeah. What I see with, with most men, and this was certainly... And create the, that safe space to express it, the emotions. It, exactly. Feeling. You know, you, you can mm. talk, generally speaking, to another woman that you're close to about your feelings and your emotions. Most men are shut yes. off from here down. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. to feel... For the podcast, Jeff was just pointing at his chin. <laughs> from the neck down. Because <laughs> we can see yeah. each other, we forget but, that. <laughs> but, but we shut off. From the neck yeah. down. 
We, yes. And it's it's from an early age. Societally, that's what's expected of a man, isn't Boys it? Boys don't cry. Mm. Stiff, Stiff up a lip. Up a lip. Suck, Suck it up. It up. Pick, yeah. 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 And, and, yeah. And so we've, we've shut off from, from all of these emotions, our nervous system from the neck down. So we exist in our head. And our head says, something's wrong. So what do I do as a man? I fix it. Do I ask for help? 99 times out of 100, no, no. because that would show a sign of weakness. And men aren't weak. Weakness. We're not supposed to show weakness. It's just it, exactly. And so yeah. I think the purpose of bringing men together with just men allows for men to start to feel into what it's like to be able to tap into what's going on from the neck downwards and start to express mm. it. You can't talk about these things down the pub. You can't talk about these things at the football match. Um, you can't talk about these things, you know, when you're supporting your children playing football or hockey or netball on a Saturday or a Sunday morning. It just doesn't exist, and it doesn't exist it exist in the workplace because again, you've got you've got more reinforcement of you know male leaders and how they're supposed to behave. And again, we don't show weakness, we don't ask for help, and there isn't a space for it. So, for me, again, it it has to be the way that it is. I think to begin with, for now, so that men become aware of what they're feeling and feel safe enough mm. and comfortable enough to to trust that it's okay to open up and express. And the amount of men that have opened up to me since the retreat, mm -hmm. some really good friends, and talked to me about yeah. all sorts, about their childhood, their parents, their relationships. And it's like that would never have happened if I hadn't had the experience I had and being able to share some of it. And, and I'll give you one example. I work a lot in the corporate space yeah. with leadership teams. Yeah. And a sales director. The old it, patriarchy. It, Imagine how it will but, change with this but, work. But it, it has to. And I think it will do. Yeah. The more of it that we men kind of put themselves forward to do it. I can remember being on the sales floor in one organization. And the sales director approached me one day. And leant in and said to me, have I seen you hugging men on social media? <laughs> and this was about three months after the retreat. And I yeah. leant into him as well. And I said, yes. And it felt, it feels great. And on the back of that, yeah. he was curious. Because again, you, you, we don't, we don't hug as much as we ought to. There's yeah. so much that comes through that touch and that feel of, mm. of a hug. And you can get it from a man or a woman. And it, it, any human being. And you are a great hugger. Oh, I, I love, You're a, I great love a hug. <laughs> and I, we had this moment, didn't we? It was taken away. The pandemic took it away. Yeah. So if ever there was a time to like know what it really feels like when we don't do that thing. I got to hug Mark Lundgren this week and it was just the best. I haven't seen him for years. Like I haven't seen you for years. And it was just the most beautiful platonic held on hug. Yeah. They're just, they're magic, they, aren't they? they are. And when when these people, these friends that you've known for eons who, who suddenly open up and express all of this human side of them, do you see them differently? Yeah. 
hundred percent. Because of course, better or worse? In most cases, better. Yeah. Because because we 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 think it's only us that's carrying around. Are you actually yes? And 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 you're like, (laughs) well, no, that's happening to him, and it's happening to him. Yeah. And actually, it and him and him and him and him and him. (laughs) Exactly. And and when when you create that space for for those types of conversations and that type of expression mm. you you can, if you are tuned in and, and most most of us have a degree of emotional intelligence you can see a shift in their physiology you can see their shoulders yeah. drop you can see a smile start to come through you can see something happening around their throat chakra because they're expressing as opposed to suppressing everything there. Mm. I always feel that. It's amazing how often my throat will go off when someone's wanting to speak. Like, oh, <laughs> you yes. can. If you just become aware that, that oh, that's interesting. Like, why is my ear suddenly hurting? Oh, maybe they want to be heard. You know, and it's like, it's quite interesting. Yeah. I've, I've talked about all of that in the book. It's all out there. But people need to so, realise So that. anybody, yes, yes, and take that yeah. step. To anybody listening who perhaps is apprehensive, is like you, they've found this amazing retreat or they've found a healer or whatever and they're just, what would you say to them? Like have you any regrets? Have you any words of wisdom? Just to get someone to go, take that. I'm all about take one step because I think it's the hardest. Yeah, that, the, the first step is is the hardest. What I found, not just for myself, but but for other people who I've seen come through a retreat or, or come through a similar experience or, or just been curious and inquired and want, want to know more, is the first step, whilst it might be hard, is not always as hard as we perceive. Okay, We, we talk ourselves out of it um, and we say, I'll get round to it or one day or the moment's not right. But... But actually, if, if you're if you're feeling something within you that's out of out of sync and, and 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 wants to be expressed and perhaps hasn't been expressed, then you're unlikely to express that to the people closest to you right now, because you have a relationship with them. They have a perception of you. They they like a certain version of you or accept a certain version of you. For you to then start to open up to them about, you know. In my case, you know, losing my dad and being abandoned, it's like, well, you know, we've been together 12 years, you know, why are we talking about you feeling abandoned now? Have I done something wrong? It's like, it's unlikely to happen. So the best thing for me in, in terms of a suggestion would, would be to, to seek out and, and find one of those groups. And it, yeah. there's lots more of them now because men have realized that actually we need to have an outlet. Okay, we 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 are very fortunate as men to have a voice, okay, and to have privilege that mm-hmm. that we have, um, and I'm I'm, I'm never going to deny that we we do. Um, it's shifting, albeit slowly, but actually, what what we're missing, and this is again where where you women are leading the way, is we're missing those yeah. those outlets and those opportunities to really be able to express ourselves more fully because. What we do yes. express now in work, in life, in relationships is only really a small percentage because we are withholding so much. 
And, and it takes a lot yeah. of energy, and you'll know this especially, and, and the people that you mm-hmm. interact with will, will also know this, is it takes a lot of energy to hold that in. And, and when we're holding it yes. in, we, we can feel it in our body. And, and all we're doing to our nervous system is we, we're keeping that fight, fight, and freeze system activated all oh, the time. It, and it's not great. Yeah. It's not great for well-being. It's not great for stress. And, and it's causing, without people realizing, it's causing things like burnout. So men need mm-hmm. an outlet. And, and I, I guarantee yeah. and I promise that, that any man that goes out there and finds a group or, or goes on a retreat mm. Will will not only feel lighter as a result of it afterwards, but it will change their relationships with the important people in their life afterwards. Exactly, because that's exactly what it's done for them. Because you're you're healing, you're vibrating on a higher level. It's a it's a lovely light level, and everyone's feeling it around you. I mean, I found going through my healing process, Richard healed some of his stuff that he wasn't even prepared to go and address, but he just did. It was almost like osmosis. Yeah. And and hence I know he's my ex-husband, but hence we're so close because of that, you know, raised in vibration as well. So will you go back and do more retreats with them? You said that they were launching something new before yeah. we came on live, which has gone out of my head so with my menopause I, brain. So good. <laughs> I will go back and do a retreat at some point um, yep. with mm. them. I've I've continued my journey with them. I've done I've done some of their online programs and now now I'm fortunate enough to to be involved with men without masks and and actually lead their online program so my my own healing journey doesn't end in fact it it, it continues um so i i will i will do another retreat and i may well at some point um go on their king's retreat which is to peru um where where they where they take men through a 10 10 day experience which um finishes with uh, a climb up machu picchu so um yeah, for for me, she was amazing. You have to. This, do that. this is integrated now in into my being. Um, yeah. I do a lot of daily practices, as you know, including cold water, yeah. ice baths. The ice baths. Um, because the and I'm, I'm not I'm not going to try and convince you today. But what I've realised with the happen. cold water is it's a it's a wonderful way of moving out of that sympathetic nervous system, that fight flight, if mm. you like, that we we're reacting, we're on edge yeah. all the time into the parasympathetic where we're able to apply a bit of pressure to the brake pedal and slow down a little bit um, and, and, and find a, a kind of a balance, if you like, with, within our nervous system. So mm. I know it serves me well. It allows me to be a lot calmer, um, especially when I get angry yeah. and frustrated, as I still do today. I'm, I, I'm human. Of course. You know, I have those emotions. You are human. But it does allow me to regulate my my nervous system a lot more effectively alongside um things like meditation because you've dealt with you know you've dealt with stuff and therefore you're not constantly on edge and it's not constant it's like it's in a moment and you can deal with it i love that if people wish to connect with you jeff what's the easiest the old linkedin you have a website what's your website jeff waydock you're also an yeah, author. Jeffway.com. Um, they can find me on LinkedIn. Jeffway.com. They can find me on, on all social media, really. Yeah. And remind me of the name of your book again. I can see its beautiful cover and the name, of course, with Menopause Brain is alluding. <laughs> Stuck, now what? Yes, no. yes. Is that right? Stuck. Yes. Stuck, now what? Yes, such a great Thank book. You. Yeah. So there's that as well. Thank you so much for your uh, your rawness and your honesty. I just, I so appreciate it. I just 
inspiring people to get on the path. It's so important. So thank you. You're Jen. welcome. Thank you for inviting me along. It's been an honour. Oh, the honour is all mine, I can assure you. <laughs> thank you for tuning in to Beyond the Damage of Words. How brave, how vulnerable. All to inspire listeners like you to take a step or inspire others to take a step. Imagine what healing we could create if we normalise this conversation. So please pass this on and of course subscribe so we can do just that. Until next time, thank you.